Hi, this is Varun Haran, Principal Correspondent for Information Security Media Group in Asia. I'm speaking with Darren Turnbull, who's the Vice President at the CTO's office, Fortinet. Darren and I will be discussing issues around network security in the current technology landscape, and he'll be sharing some recommendations around gathering actionable intelligence and the steps for proactive incident response. Hi, Darren. Thank you for speaking with me. My first question would be, what are the current issues around data center security that you see? Can you list out a few specific in the context of the current technology environment in the enterprise? Yeah, I think the the data center is going through quite a, a massive upheaval today, driven in part by technology, what's available, having to re-architect based on you know, increasing speeds, feeds, that kind of thing, but also adding more and more flexibility. You know, as customers migrate to this thing we call the cloud, how do we actually handle that within a data center environment? How do we bring all the data together but still keep it separate? And that's introducing some interesting architecture choices. What are the implications that you see the entire virtualized or software-defined computing paradigm? What are some of the interesting challenges that that has brought about? I think from a security point of view, the fact that you have flexibility means that you never know where your workload is. And that's the attraction of, of this kind of cloud computing and the way you can define things within software. But that's also a challenge for security because security needs to absolutely know where things are. So being able to keep track of you know, your assets, the things you're protecting, and being able to do that in a consistent manner, a simple manner, that doesn't lead to any you know, overly complex solutions, is going to be a key requirement as these networks take advantage of the flexibility. They can't lose sight of security as a requirement for prizes themselves. If you're building a, a cloud environment, you have to be aware of what your customers are going to care about and ultimately you know, the reputation that you carry forward into the market. You know, with the imminent large-scale adoption of IoT, we have a lot of people talking about it in the Asian market. What is the conversation going to be around when it comes to the shift back to network and gateway-centric security? What are some of the key issues that you see materializing there? I think the challenge that we're going to have with um, you know, this Internet of Things is that the people developing the things are dealing with different technical challenges than you would do on a typical uh, operating system environment. So when it comes to upgrading, patching, correcting errors, correcting vulnerabilities, there just isn't the infrastructure, the, the capability, maybe even the desire to, to approach these things head on. It's going to take a number of incidents before people will insist that these things are taken more seriously. You know, if you look at uh, technology you've got in your own home, you know, your, your laptop, your desktop machines, will be going through a regular update cycle without you having to do very much at all. Now occasionally that goes wrong and occasionally it gets very spectacular. But you know, other technology you've got in your house, your TV maybe, you know, you would tend not to go through an upgrade cycle on that. The router that you're using to connect to your house, you maybe have never upgraded that. You wouldn't even know where to start with that. It's those kinds of issues that I think you know need to be faced up to. You know, nobody gets it right first time. So you're also talking about some of these real-time operating systems and the challenges around rolling patches out to those systems. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because we have to operate under the premise that you know these things will be broken in ways that you know the designers didn't intend and no one today knows. The operating systems themselves are not going to be architected with security in mind. Experience tells us that. Cool. What can you share with my audience on gathering and acting on threat intelligence and what is your assessment of the current practices how effective are they? I think threat intelligence comes from a you know a number of, of directions. You know it's it's research that you know companies like ourselves do and share within our own industry. It's getting feeds from other agencies, whether they're security agencies or software vendors themselves, and looking then 
what we can do with that data to make it something that can actually become a part of any security solution. So we have another research team looking at the implications of that raw feed and being able to then generate whether it be you know, an IPS signature, categorize a website as malicious, create malware, uh, defense strategy, um, but be able to do that across the piece from multiple directions and then that gives you that actionable intelligence that everyone craves. What we then need to be able to do is to push that out into networks. And we touched on the Internet of Things. You know, the, the devices can be made aware of, you know, the latest threats, the latest countermeasures, um, you know, dynamically within the network environment without you or I needing to take any, any positive action. And I think getting the gap between having the intelligence to it running in your network, we need to keep that as short as is practical. There needs to be obviously some validation, some QA cycles, the normal disciplines of a network and, and development, but to make that as short as possible is key. So Darren, how would you define proactive incident response and what are the necessary steps to ensure the proactive response? Yeah, I think um, you know, response by its nature assumes that something has failed. You're responding typically to a breach and I think the incident response really starts well before the incident occurs. You have to operate under the basis that it will occur. But you need to build a you know, collaborative environment with whoever your chosen vendor may be and to be able to ensure that you're leveraging the technology that you've got in place to protect your assets in the best way possible and using that kind of service capability to build your defences. And then should something go wrong, you know, those defenses are breached, then you need to be able to, again, you know, build on those relationships you've made during the good times to address quickly the bad times. Because no one can operate in a binary mode of, you know, oh, suddenly this, this big terrible thing has happened. There isn't the necessary trust relationship between the individuals. If you don't know somebody, you don't know to trust what they're telling you is correct. And you can waste a lot of time in building up that trust during a, a crisis situation. Okay, Darren, before joining Fortinet, you were a practitioner. You shared with me for almost 20 years with British Telecom. So if you were today to go back to being a practitioner again, what would be your biggest concern in this environment? I guess my biggest concern would be to, to maintain a level of connectivity and to manage risk, but also to be creating a level of confidence so people don't panic, do the wrong things, be led by potentially a marketing story which doesn't lend itself always to you know, a solid technology footing, and to really look at the, the evidence rather than the story and make sure that you know, I'm able to, to make the space and the time in my head to come to the correct decisions based on fact. So you're suggesting focus on the human piece and awareness and making the right decisions in a crisis situation. Yeah, absolutely, because you know you, you don't know where that crisis will come from. You know, by definition, your defenses have failed. Everything you know or a number of things you know have been put to one side during that crisis. And you need to be able to have the, the contacts, the context, the experience and the expertise on hand. And that trust is key to be able to, to move things forward. So Dan, you had a keynote session here at the Gartner IODC Summit. Can you take me through some of the highlights of what you spoke about? What was top of mind for you? When you're looking at the data center challenge, you know, there are two issues that, well, there are two issues we can consider now. And it's really around the requirements of the different data flows within that data center. There's the traditional you know, north-south traffic into and out of the data center, which has been aggregated into, you know, potentially massive speeds, you know, tens if not hundreds of, of gigabits. 
So we need to have the ability to address those those speeds and feeds in a very you know cost-effective, fast with a low overhead appliance, which typically means you need some additional hardware capability, and that will give you your performance. But as I mentioned, you need to also address flexibility. Now, flexibility will require you know the security capability to be implemented in software close to how the the workloads themselves are moved around, and being able to maintain synchronization with where those workloads are, where the security software instance is and how you can secure the the east-west traffic across the data center as well as drive the security into and out of the data center. So they're different solutions for what are essentially different problems. Darren, thank you for speaking with me. Thank you very much. That was Darren Turnbull, Vice President of the CTO Office at Fortinet. This is Varun Haran for ISMG. Thank you for listening.